0: Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley.
1: And I'm Kate Orslan. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Kate. John!
0: How's it going?
1: I miss you, old friend.
0: I miss you too. This this Zoom stuff is just not the same, you know?
1: Not, I don't feel like, it's just, we don't have the same energy.
0: No, no. I mean, to be clear, we didn't have a ton of energy to begin with. That's not what we're known for. I mean,
1: as the premier Virginia real estate podcast.
0: One of the top five Virginia real estate podcasts. I feel very comfortable saying that, so.
1: (laughs) And oh, speaking
0: of being somewhere near the top of uh, the heap in Real Estate Podcast, uh, today we're going to talk about some new regulations that you may have heard about and news coverage recently. Uh, Virginia has put into place some new workplace safety standards to deal with COVID-19. And as some of your brokerages start to reopen their brick and mortar locations, it's important that you're aware of the changes, whether you're a salesperson or the broker in charge of the office we do want to note that these regulations only apply to employers. That means if your firm only has independent contractors and no employees, these should serve as good practices but they're not mandatory. On the other hand, if you have employees, these will apply to you. If you don't know the difference, we encourage you to figure that out because that's very important and we have lots of other resources related to that.
1: These rules make Virginia the first state in the country to pass comprehensive safety procedures relating to this pandemic for workplaces. And they became effective on Monday, July 27th.
0: That's right. And a very weird way of doing things. They became effective as soon as they were published in the Richmond newspaper, which is a real thing. You don't see
1: that often.
0: You you don't. It's it's weird. um, But there it is.
1: There we have
0: it. It's also important to note that these are emergency temporary standards that will only last for a maximum of six months or until one of a number of things happens, like the adoption of permanent regulations. And the Virginia Department of Labor and Industry, or DOLI, has already announced its intent to adopt permanent standards and has begun the process for that.
1: These rules cover things such as mandatory social distancing and sanitation practices. The actual text of the final rule is available on the Department of Labor and Industry COVID-19 outreach education and training site. Eventually, they will be added to the Virginia Administrative Code as well. Most of these rules are things that have already been put out as best practices, but now they'll have the power of law and stiff penalties behind them.
0: We are working on a document that will help to explain what's required but we want to provide a sneak preview of a few general rules that will be in place. First, all employers will be required to assess their workplaces for potential exposure to the virus. Additionally, any employees who regularly interact with customers must wear face coverings. And if social distancing is impossible in your office, employees must wear them as well. We hope this is already standard operating procedure for your agents and your employees, but if not, you should start preparing now.
1: Employers must sanitize common areas daily and provide easy and frequent access to hand washing and hand sanitizer. Again, hopefully, if you have had people in your office for the past few months, we hope you're already doing this.
0: So, a big change to current procedure is a mandate that you must notify employees within 24 hours if they have been exposed to the virus by a coworker or someone else who has entered the building. Also, if you know or suspect an employee to be infected, you must bar them from returning to work for using one of two policies. The first is based on time and says that the person has to be symptom-free for three days, and it's been at least 10 days since the symptoms first started. The other is based on all symptoms being gone and the person having two negative tests in a row, performed at least 24 hours apart. The regulations also provide guidance on how to evaluate when an asymptomatic person can return to the office.
1: These new regulations also separate jobs into lower, medium, high, or very high risk categories. The higher the risk, the more stringent the requirements.
0: Very high and high risk jobs include those professions with the greatest possibility of exposure. These are the ones that are most likely going to be in the medical field, so EMTs, doctors, nurses, etc.
1: Medium exposure jobs will be things that don't necessarily allow workers to socially distance like they should, but that don't require interaction with people who are known to have or suspected to have COVID-19. Retail workers, daycare workers, and waiters or bartenders would fall into this category. The regulations also explicitly include jobs where work is performed in customer premises such as homes or businesses. This means anyone going out to houses or apartments would likely be classified as having medium exposures job.
0: Everyone else would be included in the lower exposure category, which generally includes office settings. The regulations instruct you to avoid physical contact as much as possible in this category and say that using face coverings for a contact inside six feet is not an acceptable way to achieve minimal contact.
1: Some suggestions to minimize risk in this category include encouraging telecommuting, staggered shifts for those people who do come into the office, and physical distancing. Hopefully, this became the norm for your firm around mid-April of this year, but if you are beginning to loosen your restrictions, you might want to think twice about that. For those with employees in the very high, high, and medium risk categories, there are two deadlines that you need to be aware of you must provide initial training by August 26th where you train employees on how to recognize the hazards of the coronavirus, the signs and symptoms of COVID-19 disease, and the procedures to minimize the hazards. Then, by September 25th, you must develop and train employees on an infectious disease preparedness and response plan.
0: We mentioned earlier that there are stiff penalties associated with this. How stiff Try $13,000 as the maximum penalty for a first-time violation. Willful and repeat violations could lead to fines in excess of $130,000.
1: Let's talk about how you can limit your risk. Continue to do as much of your work remotely as possible. We know from the legal hotline that you all have been very active even during the height of quarantine this spring. So whatever you were doing then, keep doing it.
0: If you do have to be in the office, or have employees in the office. Make sure you enforce social distancing and face coverings, especially for people interacting with the public. Also, make sure to sanitize all public areas.
1: Finally, make sure you review the final guidelines or speak to your attorney about how to implement the new requirements.
0: Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Legal tab in the For Members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page.
1: Thanks.